Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about sheep. That's right, Johnny. Sheep on the Falkland Islands. And, uh, and specifically, we'll eventually get to the Falkland Island War. Uh, oh. Which was not about sheep. but It was wasn't? Sheep on the islands. So, no, well, the, the war wasn't about the sheep, no. Huh. no. But there definitely were sheep on the islands, so... We'll just jump right into it. A little bit of background before we get into the war. A little bit of background history about the Falkland Islands and some and some fun facts for those at home. We're gonna have a geography lesson here. So uh, yeah, the I was gonna Islands say where about, where are they? <laughs> they are about three hundred miles south of the South America's most southern coast. So they're they're really they're south. They're so they're like south, like, like South America, Antarctica. South. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're almost in the Arctic. Yes, yeah, they are. They are close. Huh. Uh, its population, as of 2016, was a mere 2,800 people, spread out, you know, over uh, over 4,700 okay. square miles. So, basically, each person gets almost two square Holy. miles to themselves. So that's all right. That's a very not bad. Not populated. Yes, yeah, a very not populated series of islands. There are two large yeah. islands and some smaller ones around it. Um, okay, and then so there was there, there was uh, a war eventually over these islands. I assume over uh, possession. Yeah. Of them, multiple times it actually comes up to almost being war, and then definitely there was a, there was a war over it. Uh, the GDP as of 2013 was 228.5 million dollars, which means that at you know in 2013 the Falkland Islands were the fourth highest GDP per capita, with each citizen averaging 96,962 dollars. Whoop whoop! Good and, for them. And most of, and most of that, Johnny, is actual sheep production. Well, see, there you go. It is all about the sheep. It's a primary export. I imagine they make good wool. I, I imagine they make good wool. Uh, they are, as of now, they are an eternally self-governed uh, uh, country, but are militarily protected by the UK and fall under the uh, British Empire as they are considered a UK huh? overseas territory. So this is one of the few provinces of colonial UK territory that hasn't rebelled against the crown. Actually, ah, okay. they, uh, they vote well, to uh, with the crown. Successfully, I imagine. Well, they yeah, have it yeah, successfully. Yeah. Uh, although Argentina is still going to dispute this uh, up until this day, claiming that the Falkland Islands are their islands, which is what eventually will lead to the Falkland Wars. So, yeah, well, I mean, it would make a lot more sense for them to have them. Let's be honest. They are right next to it. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Argentina like right there. Like, like a, that, throw a stone. And that's their argument. We're closer, so yeah. uh, totally, totally should be ours. So yeah. discovery of the Falkland Islands happens uh, initially by England in 1690 by an explorer named John Strong, uh, who was on his way to Peru searching for a sunken boat and kind of got lost. And, hey, there's some <laughs> islands, and it's, and it's really miserable weather here. How about that? Fish, so it's kind of like London, so hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah it's, like, it's just the southern bit of it. But I say, you know, discovered, and I, it's a complete and total lie, wow. because uh, they were just the first ones to write it down and say, hey, these islands are here. I'm going to okay. write it were down there, in my book. Was there no, an there indigenous people? people? No, 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 these no, were no just uninhabited people, so islands. Uninhabited. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. So they would uh, have actually discovered claims. them, not normal white person discovering. Yeah. Uh, there are European claims that go all the way back to the 16th century that say, like, Spain and France say that they discovered it first, but they didn't bother writing it down. Well, there were also an doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't count. And there were also an indigenous population called the Fugians, uh, who were believed to have discovered the islands back in prehistoric times. So, 
Okay. But they were but long for gone. For reason, by... they're like, yeah, yeah, they're long gone by the time white people come, uh, and not and not one of those long gone like the white people came and they all because died. of them. Like, no, right, no, yeah. long gone because they yeah. just they're okay. like these islands are kind of, these guys are. We, shit. we actually we, had, like we actually had nothing to do with it this time, guys. <laughs> yeah, we had nothing, yeah nothing to do with it this time. <laughs> uh, the islands remained uninhabited until 1764 when France decided to put up a colony named Port Louis. Uh, in 1765, English decided that they wanted to. Uh, they remembered <laughs> the island and they're like, hey, oh, oh, we're gonna oh, wait. go back. Yeah, uh, but you have to keep in mind there are two. Yeah, there's like the East Island and then there's the West Island, two separate two separate islands. Okay, and the the French the French go off on the East Island and found their little port there, and the English found their port on the West Island. They kind of forget like they don't know each other exists for a long time. So they're for, yeah. the, for the first year they're like just doing their own thing, and then Spain decides to come around and say, Hey, look, uh -huh. the Pope told us that uh, that all this land. Uh, along this, you know, parallel line is ours, so these islands are ours. Big, just is because like, the Pope right. said so? Yes, the Pope said so. That's it. Just France is in... like, listen, I'll give you my port, but you're going to have to pay me for it. And Spain was like, okay, Fair. here you go. So France is like, okay, all right, well, these kind of <laughs> shitty, rainy islands, here, yeah, just have them. I mean, they just went and took land and then sold it to somebody. Like, that's 100% profit. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, yeah a, took land, that's a good move. Sold somebody. Yeah, is, that is a very good move. Now, by 1770, Spain learned that English was on the island, so they go over to the English and they say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" The Wait, Pope they were said, here. This is ours. Yeah, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be here. And the you guys said, haven't heard uh, about the parallel. We wrote it down in 1690 that we found it, so totally ours. Yeah. Come and take it. So Spain oh. came and took it. I well, I was going to say now I can see where the conflict is arising from. So the, yeah, yeah, we've already got some conflict going in 1770s. So in 1771, Port Egmont, uh, Egmont the British colony, uh, it get, gets kicked off by the Spanish. They just go in there with guns and say, nope, ours now, leave. Yeah. English go home, cry to mommy uh, and daddy, mm. who then come back down into to Spain and say, hey, look, um, you, I mean, do you really do you really want a war? Like, yeah, you this, can't do that. Yeah, gonna, we, we run things right go. now. The sun's never setting on us, I imagine, by that time. So Spain goes to France and says, hey, look, remember that colony that we bought from you? Yeah, the English kind of were there, and, um, and you kind of failed to tell us about that. And I know that you don't really like the English, so, um, so do you want to, like, do you wanna, like, like, team up and, and <laughs> have, have at it with the with English? Yeah. And the French are like, no, that's, ex <laughs> that, that's expensive. <laughs> and we don't really, well, we just, we've done it before yeah. a lot. And it always hasn't costs gone their more way. than we think. Yeah. yeah. It always costs more than we want it to. So can we just, like, we're just not going to. We're just not going to. So Spain goes back to England and says, all right, listen, you can have your colony back. We're sorry that we kicked you off by force, but it's still our island. And the English were like, no, it's our island. So we're <laughs> going to keep it, and we're going to go back and live on it. But in 1774, the English decide that the, uh, the island is no longer worth their economic or strategic interests uh as um the, as american colonies are starting to you know heat up oh with our they're little, fine uh, yeah okay our little uh, so they got distracted they had more important more important things to start dealing with in a couple of islands in the south pacific exactly uh no not south north pacific. arctic <laughs> where are we yeah north the south pacific well, the pacific like goes on what yeah no yeah, that'd, that'd be like, like hawaii that's like that's no, on the that's, northern that's hemisphere hawaii. still the then south. Yeah, that, well, okay. The, so the South Pacific is like Australia. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the Falklands are See, not it's in the between, South Pacific. It's between those and South America. And then there's the Pacific there. And then the Atlantic. And then the Arctic comes up underneath it. 
it all kind of whatever all right whatever there. anyways they're the islands down there so the uh so, so the spanish are like all right listen uh the the english are gone now they're dealing with the americans so the island is now ours so we're going to take it over uh, as i go over to take the english side did you notice that the english had left a plaque that said that this island is property of king george the third they oh, left well. it took their entire colony left but they left a plaque that said Oh, you know, property made made in England. It sounds like a label, like they made a label, stuck yeah, it on the island, and now that is officially theirs. It's better than a flag. It's a plaque. It's more permanent. It's a plaque. Somewhat. Yeah, it is more permanent. So the uh, so the Spanish actually wind up taking over the whole island and uh, and turn it into a prison camp because oh uh, why well, I, I mean that's what you do with islands far away, right? Yeah, you just it's, like, a, it's now a prison camp. Uh, but the Napoleonic Wars kick off in 1806, and Spain now has more important things to do than worry about a tiny set of islands down in the Arctic or North Arctic. Wherever we are. Wherever we are, down off of the uh, <laughs> the coast of South America. So they also, too, kind of abandon it. And so at this point, by 1811, the only thing that's left on the island are a bunch of, like, ex-English who decided not to leave, a bunch of sure. ex-Spanish cowboys who are like, this is pretty good farmland for my cows, so they're still raising their cows down there. Yeah. And, and a bunch of fishermen who are like, all right, we have a country Good now fishing. that's not yeah. run by anybody, and we can do whatever the hell we want in the in the true land of the free. Because uh, you know who's there to tell us all the all the all the great dictators have now left. They're all fighting their own wars, yeah. leaving us alone. And I imagine all so, of these groups of people are just living all their their lives happily. Yet nobody cares about the other yeah, people, doing, right? It's yeah, just everybody's yeah, doing yeah, their own thing. Yeah, they're all just doing their yeah. own thing. Yeah. So now enter Argentina, or at this time uh, Buenos Aires, uh, which is like pre-Argentina, but it, okay. they will become Argentina. In any case, uh, they discover the islands in 1816, uh, uh, full of uh, feral cattle and rape for fishing, and they go, you know what? That's like right off of our coast. We can we, we can we can almost throw a yeah. rock and hit it. So we're gonna go ahead and. Yeah, you know, we're going to go ahead and take it. Yeah, and easy transport it, back and forth. Yeah, so they, they, they find this German explorer uh, named Luis Vernet who, uh, who decides to go up to, the, to, you know, go up to Argentina and say, hey, look, it's right off your coast, so this surely must be owned by you. He also goes to the island and reads the plaque that says, hey, you know, owned by the English. So he goes to the English <laughs> and he goes to Argentina and says, hey, listen, there are a lot of feral cattle here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fishing here that I would like to exploit. So can I pretty please go ahead and open up an independent private business uh, for, for cattle uh, where, where, you know, it's not it's not owned by the English. It's not owned by the Argentinians. I'll, I'll just sell it to everybody. It'll be a little private owned independent independent business. OK. And the English and the Argentinians are like, yeah, sure. Have at it. You know, do your thing. Whatever. Yeah. Why, why not? Uh, uh, you know, as long as you sell to us, we don't really give a shit. And this is where the pesky Americans come in because, see, we won ah, our war with the yeah. English. And now yeah, we're trying got to all, got a little cocky. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little cocky. We started exploring things and we get a bunch of drunken American whalers that go down and see that there's just a hell of a lot of whales right off this island. No. So they start oh. doing the American thing, you know, hey, getting resources. Drunk. Let's uh, take them. Loud, They're ours yeah, now. Loud parties. And so they set up right off the Falkland Islands, which really pisses off Renette, who's like, you're scaring away the fish. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're giving my cows anxiety. So he goes back to, to Buenos Aires, to Argentina, and says, hey, look, these Americans are kind of annoying the shit out of me. Could you, I don't know, pretty please uh, start a war with them so that they oh. would, like, leave? Leave. And sure. Argentina's like, mm, no, but here's what not, we are going to do. Not the bear they want to poke. No, no, they're like, here's what we are going to do. We're going to give you some cannons, uh, and we're going to make you the military and civilian governor of the Falkland Islands and do as you see fit. Oh. So what Vernet does is he decides that shooting and capturing the American whaler vessels is the appropriate thing to do. 
which he does. Does he have military background of any sort, or does he just kind of get like how do how how would one know how to go about capturing a people? Was it just in (laughs) Europeans' blood back then? Like, is it something that's been taught out of us over generations? Jesus. I guess I don't know. I mean, point a cannon at a boat and shoot it. I mean, I. I know, but then the logistics of what to do afterwards. I don't. It's just too much for (laughs) me. Well, he didn't think it all through because the crazy American whalers. well, they don't like getting shot at, and they don't like their shit getting taken, so they go back to America, who then sends down the USS Lexington uh, to, uh, to to calm things down in the region in 1831. And by Did it calm things, things down, down? Uh, they set up outside of Renette's colony and, um, you know, just bombard it. And mm, there it is. It. Yeah, that's what you do. You know, America. Well, you, but America doesn't like... You can't you know, get riled up if you're dead. Yeah, you can't get right up if you're dead. But they don't, like, you know, take over the island or do anything else like that. They're just like, all they just right. They shot them and that's pro- it. Problem solved. We killed yeah. <laughs> we, we destroyed your colony. <laughs> then what are you going to do about it? I believe we sent our message. Like, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they sent a message. Message sent. Message received. So, um, Argentina and Buenos Aires, they're like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Not cool. So they decide to try to set up a military garrison on the island to ensure that future Americans or future foreign interests don't come into the island to try to take it over. Now, see, why are they upset, though? Because they literally told the guy, you're commander of the Falcon Islands, and he fought his little war. What are they doing getting involved now? Well, because, you know, they, the Argentinians want the island for whatever reason. I mean, there are cows there, so we can... We can do some stuff with some cows, Johnny. And uh, But the English, at this point in time, their war with the colonies over. We've had their second war with us, which is over. Um, they're now kind of at peace with the French, and they kind of remember, hey, those islands, we like those islands. And they hear that the Americans had gotten to a little <laughs> skiff with some crazy German that was down there. And they're like, you know okay. what? We can't yeah. have that. This island is our island. We left a plaque. Clearly, people aren't acknowledging the fact that we left this plaque. So they get a bunch of boats, and they go back down there. and um, With and a bigger plaque, over. I assume. With a bigger plaque. They go back and you know start taking over the government. There is a mutiny on the island because the islanders, they don't really like the Argentinian government coming in to try to set up a military barracks because they've been living in peace and harmony and right, not having yeah. to deal with any foreign interest in their, in their little world, their own little independentness. So they have a mutiny against the, against the barracks. And when the English come, they're like, hey, the English are here. So at least, you know, they bring sheep, this is, which the English uh, do bring sheep. They bring sheep. Great. So, See, know, there we go. And now I didn't lie at the beginning. There's our sheep there are reference. Sheep. No. So the uh, the English kind of come back. They they fully exert their power back in 1832 and peacefully <laughs> peacefully tell the Argentinians to you know kick rocks. Yeah. Uh, the British use the island for mainly for ship repairs and for uh, massive wool exports because the Scottish get involved in. Uh, it's cold in Scotland. It's cold in Scotland. It's cold in the Falkland Islands. Sheep kind of dig it. They get a big, lot of wool. Wool sweaters, yeah. So up until basically from the 1830s up to the 1870s, it is a a way station for ship repairs. It is a way station for like a ship recycling yard. And it's also a trade center for wool, cows, that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. It's just, it's kind of the place to go. It's a little trading post type deal. Like like a truck stop in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. If you want to like, let's say you're an American and you want to trade goods from New York to California, you have two options uh, by the 1860s, 1870s. You can drive it by by train, uh, you know, by the 1870s and go by train Mm -hmm. or you can take a boat and go all the way down and around South America and back up 
the, to California, which is everybody's trade in the world. That's kind of how they have to do it. If you want yeah. to get from one end to the other, you got to go around. Yeah, you got to go America. around it when it's, yeah, when it's oceans until the Panama Canal gets built. Which, yep, you called it, Johnny. So oh, the wait, Panama is that? Canal starts to, yeah, legitimately, the Panama okay. Canal gets built and it starts to screw over the Falkland Islands and their trade. Oh, and they, the they built a bypass. And so, yeah, they're hosed now. Yeah, they built a bypass and they're hosed. <laughs> and by the 1870s, English had, you know, the English had already kind of started to abandon the island because uh, steam engines are now a thing and they're now on boats. And so boats don't really need the tall wooded masts. So yeah. it's not really needed for a repair station or a, uh, or, you know, a wrecking yard anymore. So, um, yeah, the island kind of gets left to do its own thing through most of World War One and World War Two, where it's pretty much just a bunch of English, so Scottish, <clears throat> Spanish, French, old settlers that are down there to decide not went to leave. Went back and to what it was before. Cows, yeah. Exactly. It goes back to what it was before. So now we're finally getting up to more modern times where we're actually going to get into the Falkland War, Johnny. Okay, so we so are past really World War II now, though, right? Yeah, we're now past yeah past World War One, past World War II. Uh, during their World Wars, it was mostly like a, a kind of a way station. Still, it wasn't like it. it I mean, nobody was fighting over it. The Nazis yeah, didn't right. come and take it over or anything. It just sat there. It kind of just sat there. It sat there largely ignored. I mean, its population has never really been much over two thousand, and it never really will be much over two thousand because its islands pretty far it, south in the middle, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So okay, so uh, why why are we fighting a so war over here? it all of a sudden? And who who I guess is is another question? Is this our war? No, it's not our war. It's, it's okay. the English and the Argentinians. So the Argentinians okay. were always mad that the English came over and took the island over. So pretty much every year from 1830 all the way up into modern times, they had uh, uh, written a letter to anybody who would listen to them about, hey, that's our island and the English are on it and they won't leave. I'm guessing nobody listened to them. And nobody listened to him. But by the 1960s, uh, uh, many in the UK Parliament viewed the island as more of a nuisance than anything else at all. It's a barrier to trade in South America because the Argentinians are pissed. So that pisses off some yeah. of the other South American countries. And so they're like, it's really not helping us getting any trade down in South America. Sure. It doesn't really have any viable use to us at this point. So, uh, so maybe we should just give it to them. Argentina is complaining so much that the UN in 1965 tells Argentina and Britain to negotiate an agreement between the two of them. Like, figure it out. There's two islands. Yeah. One of you take you one, the take other take one. the other. Yeah. Who cares? Split it in half. Uh, uh, so the UN's like, yeah, okay, we really don't want it, so uh, I guess you can have it. The problem is, every time they went to the negotiating table with Argentina, the, the Falklanders, Argentina? The, the people who are actually living, Argentina, yeah, Argentinians, Argentina, anyways, the, <laughs> the, the, the people who are living in the Falkland Islands were like, hey, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't want to be a part of Argentina. Like, <laughs> okay, so that's where the rub I was going like, to say, I didn't see a problem with this yet, but now that's the yeah, issue. Yeah, there's a problem. So they go, no, we don't like it. So from 1965 up until 1980, there's negotiations going on, and nothing ever gets accomplished because anytime there's any proposal made, the people who are actually living on the Falkland Islands are like, we don't like that. Nope. Go back to the drawing board. And so they keep fighting, fighting, fighting. Okay, now, in the but meantime, real quick, when did... Uh countries start caring about the people on the like in the land that they were arguing <laughs> right. over with borders that's a fair like point. like that they divided point. all that shit up in world war ii and nobody cared about anything right nobody like cared, yeah 
Uh, well, apparently at this point they're listening to the, to the, to the Falklanders. Um, while all this is going on, there's a little thing called the Cold War going on, right, Johnny? Where the Americans are of very course. concerned about the spread of communism. Mm -hmm. Now, in Red our scare. fight against com yeah, Red Scare, in our fight against communism, we go to small little countries like Argentina, and uh, and we're afraid that they're going to become communists because you, mm -hmm. you know, they're dirty communists that are taking their propaganda in there. So, uh, so the United States had this habit of taking the CIA and uh, and and having military coups in these countries. And mm -hmm. establishing our own military dictatorships, which wait, like putting up kinda... like a like a like a puppet government type deal? Are you saying yeah. that the United States did that? Yeah, but that seems so. We kind of we kind of uh, mm. did in 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 Argentina, Johnny, which led did to it, a military did, did dictatorship. Well, yeah, well, oh, it, it led to a military dictatorship underneath Leopoldo Galtieri. Who becomes but the that, general and dictator and military leader of Argentina? But I now, thought the United States like went and spread democracy to these countries. Yeah, so that, yeah, we yeah we 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 sure spread it by funding installing a dictator, <laughs> a military dictator to overthrow the government. But did we Anyways, get what we wanted out of dictator. it? Yeah, yeah. He he. Over, well, they become communists. So he overthrows the government, and uh, and this was a costly war to Argentina, and Argentina is now you're strapped for some cash. Uh, it's, there's a lot of people who aren't so happy about all mm -hmm. of a sudden having a military dictatorship. So they, you know, the people in Argentina are like, "Hey, um, we didn't we didn't vote on this, so can we um, can we can we not be a dictatorship?" And, and they're like, and, uh, uh, "Leopoldo, I don't think you understand how dictatorships work." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leopoldo uh, uh, Galtieri, he's, he's all like, um, so the best way, if you're a leader of a country, to, uh, to distract your angry population from the fact that there's a lot of you dead and in prison yeah. camps and uh -huh. poor sure. and starving yeah. is, is you create a war with another country. That helps. Yeah. Just you find a different enemy. Yeah, another you enemy. Find a different enemy. So he finds the enemy in, in, in the Falkland Islands. He goes, all right, listen. The Argentinians for the last hundred years have really, really, really wanted these islands back, even though they never really had them to begin with. But they really wanted them back. They, so I'm yeah, going to gain favor. Did. Yeah, I'm going to gain favor by uh, by getting these islands back. Okay. And and he's noticed now that the English have uh, they had one basic warship that was kind of patrolling the Falkland Islands to keep it secure. Sure. Well, that the English have pulled that warship out because at this point in the early well, they gave up the island. They're like, we don't want it anymore. Yeah, I mean, they still have it, but it's like oh, right, but. Yeah, but it's it's your car you don't care about. Like you can leave it unlocked, and if it gets broken into, it's yeah. probably good, and will you'll get the insurance, and it'll help you out. So Galtieri, he's he's got the idea. The English are now gone. I can probably create a war, get the Falkland Islands back, get everybody on my side, and the English who didn't really want the island to begin with at this point now uh, certainly won't give a shit about it. So they'll leave, and uh, and problem solved. I'll take the island over. They won't really care. Problem solved, right? So on uh, April twelfth, uh, April second, sorry. Just that easy. On April 2nd, 1982, Galtieri launches Operation Rosero uh, and sends 600 men to take over the Falkland Islands. The very few English Marines uh, were going to, you know, they were like, damn it, crown and country. We're going <laughs> to fight to the last man. And then they realize there's nothing but sheep on the island after a couple of shots. And a couple Why of bother? Hit, they're like, you know yeah. what? No, good. Take it. Have it. Yeah. Now. What Galtieri didn't uh, didn't anticipate was that Margaret Thatcher is now the head of, the head in England and uh, and she's got a reputation to uphold, 
And uh, and there, there's a little thing that was discovered off the island that was important. What is that little thing? Oh, yeah, oil. Oil's discovered oh. off the island, so now the island has value again. So Margaret Thatcher goes, no, those are our islands. Yeah. We're going to defend uh, them. And how did America not get involved in this? Can I... so, so we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so what she does is she creates an exclusionary zone around the Falkland Islands. says, no boats can go in this zone, and if you do, we're going to sink them, and sends a hundred boats of the Royal Navy down to the Falkland Islands in response to Argentina taking over. The Americans go up Holy. underneath uh, Ronald Reagan, go up to Margaret Thatcher and say, hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. We, that's our military dictatorship. Yeah. Can you just we let installed them have it. the island? We installed it. Can you let them have the <sighs> island? Like, pretty please. It would make everybody happy. And Margaret Thatcher's like, no. Well, oil. no, there's... Yes, I, I'm sorry. Hmm. Did you not hear about the oil that they found? We, uh, we would like that oil. Uh, so, um, so America's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I guess we'll stay out of it but hey you guys don't like communists either here um we'll stay out of it if you promise to keep fighting communism and here's some m16s for you to go off and, and do that so okay and then also it's reagan so he kind of forgets that he's not on a movie set so he just gets bored and walks away anyway so at that point they had a plaque you're not gonna win that that debate there's we black. just there's over black. some wars and stuff and like we were teamed up in the last one so we don't want to get involved with england now there again. are a few there are a few logistical problems with uh with england being in a war with argentina which is like damn near on the opposite end of the globe yeah uh, how do you get men and equipment down there and yes while they did send well, 100 uh, uh, military boats. vessels yeah they do and they do send 100 military vessels there's um they don't really have a lot of military vessels that would support an operation like that. So they wind up going to uh, to English commercial vessels and just seizing them and saying, hey, now, guess what, you guys? You're going to help us supply like, the English down in the Falkland Islands. So they take Like container vessels, ships and stuff? Like, yeah, container like, ships and stuff. Yes, exactly. Fill them with supplies and start shipping them down there as well. The English okay. finally get to the Falkland Islands in May, like in, in early May, and, um, and, and right off the bat on May 2nd, kick things off by the British Navy sinking an Argentina cruiser uh, named the General Belgrano, which kills the Did most it go amount in... of people in this whole war in one, in one kind of sitting. Hmm? Did it go inside of the little circle? The exclusion zone yeah, or well, whatever. No. It, did See, it... that's the problem, Johnny. That oh. boat was sunk outside the exclusion zone, so the British can't went do down that. there, and they're like, "Ah, we're going to sink it anyways." So the UN, the entire time, the Great UN, which which is the peace negotiator, which was created to stop war from ever happening again, uh, when Argentina took over the Falkland Islands, they went to Argentina and said, "You can't do that." And Argentina yeah. says, "Okay, stop us. We can do about it." <laughs> And then when the English sunk uh, the, the Argentina vessel outside the exclusion zone, the UN went to Margaret Thatcher and said, you can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. And Margaret Thatcher said, stop us. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is, yes, these are things you can and can't do. But if you do them, what's going to happen? Like people are going to uh, be mad. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. a problem so with this. Yeah, yeah, three hundred and twenty-three Argentinians are killed in the sinking of this vessel. Oh, so it wasn't, wow. it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, Yikes! That's that's a, that's a, that's 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 for you know. This is nineteen eighty, guys. Like this is this is the eighties. This is within our lifetime. Well, mine and Johnny's almost. lifetimes that this is yeah. happening. Almost, almost, yeah. Uh, so, um, 
Yup. So the Argentinian forces respond appropriately by having their air force immediately start attacking British mm. naval vessels. Uh, and that'll happen. Sinking British naval uh-huh. vessels. Yeah. So then England sends down an aircraft carrier to combat. Right, yeah. And then the air to air stuff. Yep, okay. And over the next couple of weeks boats like the HMS Sheffield in England are sunk and lots of planes are shot out of the air from both sides. And now there's a full-blown war going on where we have to decide what to do with all these sheep. In the interim, while this, <laughs> the British vessels were coming down, the Argentinian forces decided it would be a great idea not only to dig trenches and bunkers and all that fun stuff like you would do in a war, but also to mine the entire island. Yeah, well... Because, you know, you don't want these crazy British coming in. Yeah, yeah. Good so, God. Um, so the... And, <laughs> All they had so to do was say Argentina could have had it, and then this would have yeah, I mean, it. come on. But but oil, Johnny. So on May 21st, the English decide that a land invasion is, is, is the thing to do. So they course, uh, they no. start their land yeah. invasion of San Carlos, uh, and uh, through, through heavy, heavy air fighting during this initial battle, the English do gain air superiority. The Argentinian forces never had a navy to speak of that would have combat and the I mean, uh, the English. Yeah. So at this point, now the Argentinian Air Force is kind of knocked out and their Navy is kind of knocked out. Those so poor little Argentinian they... forces on the main, you know, on the <laughs> island themselves are kind of stuck and screwed. Yeah. But instead of just surrendering, no, no, no they, they're good. We're fighting. No, that's so right. We're going to die over this sheep island. We're going to die over the sheep island. So the English, uh, the English are able to establish a beachhead on San Carlos and essentially over the next few weeks, the war goes like this. You have fewer English special forces that are fighting the, uh, the, the Argentinians, who are largely just a conscript army. So these, uh, these Argentinians aren't a professional force. They're not highly trained. So the highly trained paratroopers of the English uh, kick the living shit out of the Argentinians and cause high casualties over the next few weeks. On May 28th, the British would get 900 Argentinians to surrender at the Battle of Goose Green. And after this victory on May 28th, the English forces would receive 5,000 reinforcements from the 5th Infantry Brigade, and the British would start their assault on the capital of Fort Stanley, or Port Stanley, excuse me. Okay. And, uh, and this begins the final phases of the battle. So over the next few weeks, British forces are going to take over the mountains around Fort, uh, Port Stanley, while the British Navy is going to bombard the city from the sea. At this point, the remaining Argentinian forces are getting hit from both ends, uh, why have, completely cut off, completely surrounded, and why are they not surrendered? June, okay. Well, they're going to surrender on June fourteenth, and the war is now officially over—a two-month-long war over a sheep island. Feel feels Paul, like it should have been much shorter. Feels like it should have been like I don't know, two days. And that's kind of part of the aftermath is that like the English get kind of not picked on but like you you fought what should have been a quick battle because it's argentina is not like a third world country but they're not they're not not a states world superpower yeah it's not a world superpower so you should have it shouldn't have really taken you that long it shouldn't have caused all those casualties you should definitely have not have lost the boats that you lost (laughs) no kidding oh yeah but you did they were ticked about that so we've got our we've got our casualty report johnny the casualty report 
Like I said, two-month-long war, the Argentinian army would lose 194 men, including 16 officers, 34 non-commissioned officers. Their navy would lose 341, and their marines would lose another 34 additional. Uh, okay. Their air force would lose 55, uh, 55 people, including 31 pilots that were shot down. So that's planes shot down. Yeah. That's a lot of equipment. Yeah. For a total of 649 killed, 1,657 wounded. Again, the island's population as of 2013 was 2,800 people. <laughs> That's half. And you lost... Casualties you lost are half of that. 1,600 wounded <laughs> from Argentina. Uh, the UK would lose 86 in the Navy, 27 Royal Marines, 123 Army personnel, including two officers and 14 NCOs, for a total of 255 killed and 775 wounded. So they took... Quite not as many casualties, I mean, but still quite no, a but... significant amount of casualties themselves. 19 civilians would also be killed during the war. Absolutely none of them died from an accidental landmine. No, that, couldn't, that, that wouldn't have made any sense at all. I'm sure they would just taken a walk around their island and, you know, got shot randomly instead of stepping on a landmine and <laughs> blowing up to bits. After the, uh, after the war was over, the Falkland citizens were given their UK citizenship, being restored in 1983, and self-governing constitution was written in 1985. So our lifetime, oh. Johnny, they've been a hey. self-governing territory of the UK, so not really self-governing. It's like they're left to do their own thing until England wants something from them. Okay, you know, yeah. Like oil. A democratic nation was restored in Argentina after this war. Oh, well, that's in good. In 1983. Because you know, um, free and fair elections that the CIA has never messed with. No, and ever. I'm sure they, and I'm sure ninety uh, percent of the population voted for whoever their current leader is. So that's great to have such overwhelming support. <laughs> Speaking of that, Johnny, Argentina still to this day claims ownership over the island. But in 2013, the people of the island held a referendum where they voted to see which side they would go with, and 99% said we're sticking with <laughs> sticking with the English. Only three dudes, three dudes <laughs> voted for Argentina. See, I kind of actually believe that. Like usually, when when you have 99% voting, it's like, well, there's some something going on here. But no, that's uh. Yeah, you give me a choice, and and I know which way I'm going. I'm going with I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the English too, probably in that in the, between those two nations. Now, uh, even though the war was only two months, it actually is the longest military engagement between two industrialized air forces and navies since World War II. So this is our longest engagement in a modern military sense, I guess, <laughs> or one of the longest engagements of modern yeah. military, which is hilarious. Thinking that Argentina counts as like you know a modern navy or a modern I mean, air but force. I. They're they're out here sinking ships and stuff. So yeah, they they did they, yeah they they did it. Uh, there the, uh, the those landmines, Johnny. Those landmines posed a threat for a long time, uh, and, and did. I mean, there's farmland that you can't use because there's landmine fields yeah. that are, that, are, that still had to be cleared out. Uh, in the early war or the early days after the war, there were actually eight uh, UK soldiers injured within the first couple of years from. Uh, unexploded landmines that accidentally got discharged. Yeah. Uh, but, but Johnny, the last year during quarantine, during COVID, during all of our traumas and trials and tribulations, we do have one success on November 14th, 2020, just a few months ago, yeah. the last landmine was officially detonated in celebration, uh, in the, in the Falkland islands. They, they got them all Johnny. So like they, I, they, 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 yeah, did. I was going to say, but how do they, they know? They did. But I guarantee you, we're going to read, and like six months from now, some poor little sheet that's just walking yeah. in. Yeah. 
Uh, have you seen, by the way, those uh, ra- uh, mind-sniffing rats that they have out in Africa? These things are incredible. They have they have rats that uh, they have trained to sniff out mines, and because they don't weigh enough to set them off, they'll go out and find them and come back. And like, they live for like eight years or something. And they work for six, and then they like retire them and give them like this awesome life afterwards. It's pretty oh, wild. You should look dude, it up. I hope it's like a good re- yeah. I hope it's like a good retirement, like we do with like the uh, the, the police dogs and yeah. shit, where they get like yeah no they yeah they give them like all all sorts of treats and like a life of luxury and everything. It's it's pretty awesome. Nice, nice. You know what? Way to go, Africa. Get rid of those mines. That's it for this week in Historic Hindsight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us next week when we talk about drugs.